Hey there. Whatever your views now on the pandemic, masks, or vaccines, we can all agree this school year has started out pretty rough. In fact, I think the one thing we can all agree on is our fatigue and our stress. But here you are, and here am I, almost 20 years in the classroom. What's kept me here so long? You're about to find out as we begin Season 2 with Episode 16 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. Being a teacher isn't what it used to be. The good news is you don't have to figure it out all on your own. If you're looking for truth, inspiration, and tips for success in the classroom and beyond, you're in the right place. It's time to turn the page to the future of the profession. This is the next chapter for Teachers Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin Spinagle, and thank you for listening to episode 16 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. And welcome to season two, finally. I know I mentioned that we were going to start the second season in August, and here we are in November, but hey, it's been a crazy year. In fact, with last year's level of crazy, I assumed this year had to be better, had to be calmer, had to be better in some capacity. And while the flow and structure of the school day may be inching in that direction, the aftermath of last year's turmoil is no joke. I get it that the stress, the workload, and student behaviors, their academic performance, has you at a breaking point. You're at a May level of stress, and it's only November. I've heard of teachers that are walking out, ready to quit, or quitting because of this, all of this, being just too much. And before I go any further, I will acknowledge that everyone needs to do what is best for themselves. But maybe dropping everything right now in the middle of the year and quitting isn't an option for you or something you would even consider. The reality is we're not going back to a pre-pandemic normal, not now or possibly ever. This is where we are at, what we are, and what we need to be a voice for going forward. And I feel I need to divulge. I feel bad that this year I'm actually having one of the best years of teaching in over a decade. And that's not to discredit anyone's feelings and experiences this year. It's just my truth. Things are going pretty well for me, even though I can see that's not the case for many, many other teachers. But a lot of the way things are going for me right now is because of the changes that I made personally and professionally over the past few years. Next year is a milestone of sorts for me. It's the, the big 2-0, 20 years in the classroom. It's been a twisting, turning ride, that's for sure. But I'm still here, far removed from where I started, I must say, because I still love teaching and I love the kids. But what got me and you here won't keep you here. 
especially in today's teaching climate. Things change and you change too. And with that, today I want to share with you the things that I have changed over the years, what I've done since completely burning out in the 2015-2016 school year to stay in the teaching profession. This isn't an easy episode for me to record, and I'll say this now. Season two is going to have a more personal tone as I share more of my experiences throughout education. But you may hear something that helps you through this time, and that's what matters most. So let's get started. The first change that I had to make was separating my personal identity and my teacher identity. Let me explain. My life, especially during the 2014 school year, when I was the state teacher of the year, was oversaturated with being a teacher. Teaching, working in a school, it's its own ecosystem. The workload, the relationships, the students. At some point, it can and will overwhelm your life. But how long it overwhelms you is completely up to you. I got to the point where I didn't know who I was outside of being a teacher because it was literally my everything, my every waking moment a couple years ago. It took several years, all while still teaching full time, of soul searching, taking care of my health, and assessing my own interests and goals outside of being a teacher to get to a place where I could turn off Aaron the teacher and turn on Aaron off duty. It's not that I'm not a good person or that I change my character outside of the classroom, but it's that I finally have gotten to the point where I give myself permission to fully use my heart and my brain to attend to the people, the plans, and the goals that I have other than what's teaching and work related. And it has made all the difference in staying in the classroom and just being happier with my life. Change number two was that I stopped taking schoolwork home that I didn't want to do or need to do outside the classroom. And that sounds insane, right? Because what teacher doesn't take work home? But it goes back to that teacher identity and deciding what kind of life I wanted to have for myself and my family. In order to make this happen, though, I had to maximize the time I had during the school day. I had to look at what I was prioritizing with my time. And it also meant cutting out some of the extra things I did in order to keep up with the growing list of requirements or documentation that's demanded of teachers. But in the end, it was worth my peace. And also meant that my students got a more present, happy teacher that wasn't as fatigued or resentful because of staying up too late or getting very little time to just live my life. The third change I made was what and how much I graded. I graded way too much in my early days in the classroom. And I know, we all have to grade papers or assess in some capacity. And while you more than likely have requirements as to how many grades you need to take and what standards you cover, you do have some control over what and how much you assess. Sometimes we get very caught up in what everyone else is doing, what we think looks good or shows that students are learning and working 
and how we're holding students accountable. This will all be a separate podcast episode this season, but I have to say that automating, streamlining, and reprioritizing my grading kept me from throwing in the towel. And we will definitely get more into this this season with how grading can sometimes overtake what really matters most. The fourth change, I quit comparing and playing what I call the one-up game. Let's go into this. I spent so many wasted moments feeling inadequate because of how someone else's classroom was organized or what another teacher had boasted about regarding their students' test scores or how much better another class behaved in the hallway. The list goes on. Teaching can feel like a competition if you let it. If you allow the numbers or data collection to take center stage in how you rate your effectiveness as a teacher, you have to make a conscious effort not to ride the comparison carousel and or the brag bus because it's time you lose focusing on your students' growth and needs and it's time you lose improving your own style and contributions to the classroom. And the fifth change I made. This is the biggest and it took the longest time to realize and I wish I would have done it sooner. The fifth change was admitting that I wasn't happy and then doing something about it. The truth is, a couple years ago, I got into a huge rut and I knew the answer to getting out of that rut, but I feared doing something new. I got sucked into that status quo and just knowing how things would be, the complacency, even though it was very obvious in my heart and soul that I needed a change. I had outgrown certain commitments, routines, people. My professional life needed an overhaul. What I was doing was no longer where I could serve best and grow. I had changed. You're supposed to over time. We grow up. But not just professionally either, life events tend to have that effect on you too. You're allowed to change, it's good. But don't stay stuck and unhappy out of fear of the unknown because you know those changes are leading you somewhere else. For myself, that change meant from going from teaching fifth grade to teaching art. Getting certified to teach a new content area and taking courses, classes to learn how to teach art effectively and going through 17 years of grades three through five materials to make room for elementary art supplies. I'm still doing that, by the way. That on the surface didn't make any sense to anyone except for me. But on the other side of that change, it was what I needed for this next stage of my personal and professional life. And I can't tell you enough how happy it has made me and how I wish I would have done it sooner. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone. And it more than likely will make someone unhappy. But once you break free from the court of public opinion, you'll see that it was possibly the best thing you ever did. So those are, in a condensed podcast version, the five changes I made to make it almost 20 years in teaching and still going. So to recap, those changes were separating my personal identity 
from my teacher identity, quit taking work home, reevaluating what and how much I graded, stop comparing myself to others, and admitting that a position was no longer where I needed to be and doing something about it. We'll get more into each of these topics throughout season two. Wherever you are in your teaching career, you deserve to have the guidance and the confidence to approach the post-pandemic era of teaching in a way that allows you to enjoy your job without losing your way. Stay tuned. That's all for this episode of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave a rating, subscribe, and give a review. Join us next time when we turn the page to the future of the profession. Until then, I'm Erin Spinagle, reminding you to be different, but more importantly, be the difference. And I'll see you in the next chapter.